How long does it go? This one, and I told you this on Monday, mm -hmm. I think this one goes on and on to the break of break of dawn. <laughs> I Honestly, Mark, to I think... To his half birthday? Well, and I, I think that this one lasts normally... A Super Bowl loss, your team makes it, you lose. It's a three-day thing. Two to three days. This one, I think, is a two-week. It's two weeks plus oh, I for me. I think it's longer than that. Well, but I mean, I'll, two weeks of, like, top of mind. Well, because you mentioned, yeah. like, whatever you mentioned going to break about, you know, Kyle and Wilkes and Scapegoat, the phones are still blowing up. There are still many, many, no, many you, people who yes. want a piece of this. You can see it all over social media. People Everywhere, are still Coach. batting around. Kyle Shanahan and Tommy on our YouTube page just said something on the chat that I think is exactly right. Um, it goes until they win a Super Bowl. I agree. However, I also think it's bigger than that. I, I, I think the Kyle's anger is not just about the loss. It's not just about Sunday. It's more than that. It's more than that. It's conceptual. It's personality. And... I bring it up today, especially because I think that it is what is creating this idea. The arrogance of Kyle Shanahan, the now high-profile nature of multiple Super Bowl losses, has created a vibe surrounding Kyle Shanahan that would suggest that Kyle Shanahan, when things don't go well, blames other people. And I don't really see that as a repetitive characteristic with Kyle. Um, you can make that case against Minnesota. He held a press conference to, that to this day surprises the hell out of me. Not that he was wrong, but I couldn't believe he did it. I couldn't believe he went to a microphone and went, Steve knows he messed up. I couldn't believe it. I remember the shows we did that day. And I'm like, this isn't new. No. This is not good. They don't like each other. I think I Something's likened wrong. it to uh, Michael Corleone giving Fredo a big kiss and saying, hey, I, I have an idea. Why don't you go fishing? <laughs> and that's basically what happened yeah. to Steve Wilkes. Joe Pesci, you're a made man. Come All on. All that. Right through this door. Yeah. The morning roast called Nahigi and Joe Pesci earlier uh, today. Oh, how'd yeah. that go? Well, I mean, they, they did a whole thing about <laughs> who's Tony Soprano and Bonte. Got I'm it, Tony. I'm got Tony. It. Got it. And then, uh, yeah, they, they went. They did a whole thing on the Sopranos cast, and um, it was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I and bet. then they turned I it bet. to Joe Pesci and, well, and the whole deal. I'm trying to remember after the last Super Bowl loss who the scapegoat was because it felt like, I guess it was Jimmy G. Jimmy, but, but I don't think that was from Kyle. Right. See, that's did what Kyle I mean. Did Kyle fire anyone last time? Um, I don't think so. Feb 2, 2020, you lose by 11, and then... What happened after that? I mean, D Ford, uh, nothing. Jimmy G, nothing. He picked Jimmy G over Tom Brady, right? Well, Tom Brady okay. said no, thank you. So what about this, Uncle okay. Looney? One of our favorites just just sent in this note. It's not that he blames, but he doesn't take accountability first like every other head coach. You buy that? I've heard Kyle take accountability, and by the way, what I really disagree with on that comment is that every other head coach takes accountability. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, no, they don't. Get any NFL player on and ask if they've ever been put in a situation where they feel like the coach is putting it on the players. I've seen coaches do that even with injuries. Injuries. Yeah. Suggesting that a guy should play through it, but, well, he's selected to get surgery, so... What are you going to do? 
I mean, I wonder what Kyle needs to take accountability for in this game. You, there you or, so, or 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 let's just think about this game or though, whatever. Mark. This game. What does Kyle need to take accountability for? Like the overtime deferral? We weren't prepared for overtime. Fine. Fine. You can take accountability for that. Okay. And you know, he can maybe come out in a week and say, you know, after further after further review, view, view, uh, we should probably not take the ball and my third possession analytic is maybe not accurate. Okay. You're a genius. You should be able to convert third and four. Right. Well, I mean, apparently every time the play, uh, I like the play that we called and stuff, and uh, you know the first one and stuff. Um, uh, Jimmy G, I mean, uh, I mean uh, Brock Purdy, it, yeah. he didn't see that uh, Ayuk was open and stuff, and uh, there was a, a breakdown and on the second one and stuff. I mean, Spencer knew that he had to slide right and stuff, and um, uh, if we get a block there, Ayuk is alone in the end zone and stuff, and uh, if he chooses to throw Juwan and stuff, um, uh, he's open as well, and so I feel like if the if the protection was better and stuff. Yeah. That you know we might have scored and stuff. Yeah, that's not accountability. But I'm with you. Well, what's I, the accountability there? No, I well, don't. that play call was terrible. I only schemed two guys open. I should scheme three guys open. Right. My bad. Right. My fault. My fault. And I should I have just, known that my offensive lineman was going to go the wrong right. way. For me, the only accountability so, is first half. You know, maybe I should have used my timeouts to get the ball back. Okay. Although he could say, you know, up ten nothing. I felt good about where we were. I get that. And well, Kyle's always going to be conservative, and I don't like it, but that's Kyle. And that's fine. But my, my question is, like, even, even go through the exercise of the things you're saying right now. Examples of what accountability would sound like from Kyle Shanahan. Right. I don't ever hear any coach ever say stuff like that. Who the hell walks to a microphone after a loss? Well, Steve if, Kerr, but he's, you know, Steve, first four of titles. All, and by the way, man. not right after a loss. He waits till he gets to Willard and Dibbs. Because he needs twenty four to forty eight to think about it. Good point. He didn't go to. Did he go to the microphone after the Warrior game? Well, I should have left Moody in. Nope. Nope. Took twenty four hours, and he heard what everyone was saying. And Raymond Ritter called him. People aren't happy about Moody. I don't know. I'll go on Willard and Dibs, and I'll, I'll, the first question they ask, they can be like, "What'd you have for dinner?" Well, I can tell you what. I didn't have nudies because it rhymes with Moody, and I should have left him in last night. <laughs> nice. Like that's. I'm sorry. That's not what a coach sounds like. Who goes to the microphone after the game, moments after it's over, with a list of everything that that, that, that they did wrong? That they did right. wrong. Which, by the way, many of those things they didn't do wrong. But for whatever reason, we hear that word all the time. So I hear you, 49er fans. I'm just curious what you think it would do for you. Accountability. So many of you want accountability from Kyle Shanahan. It's because what we all want, Mark, is every, what? You know what we want. It's a pound of flesh. We always want a pound of flesh. But when a, something a, doesn't a, happen. A pound of flesh is someone being fired or that, punished. I or, mean, in Steve Wilkes' case, it's probably 195 pounds of flesh. We want somebody to say, I screwed up. And then okay. we, we can either be forgiving or we can say, see, see, Shanahan, I knew it. I knew you screwed up. Right. But, it's but, the I told you so mentality of America so, or um, our society. So Looney follows up on YouTube and says, Dan Campbell, there's accountability. Dan didn't say he messed up. He said he would do it again. On the two-point conversion? On all of them. The fourth downs. He's well, the two-point conversion was the one against Dallas where... 
But he didn't. He never came out and said I messed up. He went on. I thought a he came out and said no. I probably should have kicked he it. He went that. on a radio show and enforced the announcers to say, he goes say it, say it, be an adult, say it directly to me. You think I messed up? Say it. And the radio host is like, I think you messed up. He's like, Great. You think I messed up? I get it. He never said <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. He never said that. I'd argue this. I don't care if you want accountability. You want accountability, great. I think you'd be super uncomfortable if he actually gave it to you. I think you'd think it would be cringy. I think it would be cringy. I think it would be incredibly strange and uncomfortable. Or soft, people for a, say. Exactly. For a head coach to walk in front of a microphone right after a game or even the next day and be like, so, all right, I know you all saw the Super Bowl. Um, let me get my list. Here's all the things that I messed up. What? What on earth are we doing? Like, you don't want him throwing other people under the bus, but you want him to throw himself under the bus. No, like, that's not... By the way, <laughs> mistakes... I had a few. They happen. Yeah. The Chiefs committed a truckload of them. Do you want accountability from Andy Reid? For defensive holding, interceptions, and four fumbles, his team escaped. Five fumbles. It's just, I don't know, man. I, it's not that I don't understand the, the, the emotion. I just think it's a weird request. I want accountability from Kyle. And then what? What if he did? Well, then you either move on or you don't. What if he came out today and was like, so I'm, I, yeah. I have five things that I wish I did differently then the people who want him fired would would say, see, these are the five reasons why we want him out. And the people who love Kyle would say, man, it's so great, Kyle, that you came out and you kept it real and you, you came clean about the mistakes you made. To your point, doing what some people are asking him to do, it solves nothing because the people who are against him will be even more against him using that as fuel. And the people who are... Apologists or stands, stand the hands. Shanna fans. Yeah. They would say, Oh, see, Kyle, he's so transparent. We love him even more. Hey, Grandy, take your time. Can you go find a clip or two from the press conference when Trey Lance got traded? That sounded like accountability to me. That sounded like accountability to me. Grandy's got a mouthful of cookie right well, now. Well, so that's, that's why I told him to take his time. It's an apple, Dibs. Come on. Yeah. Whatever. I see you with a box of Girl Scouts in there. Apple the day keeps the Girl Scout cookies in your mouth. Um, mm -hmm. Slots and coffee in the city. Whoa. Hey, Slots, what are you doing? Can't say that. What's up, guys? Trying this heartache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not going away, I is it, Slots? I think you guys... You guys got a few things uh, where you guys hit the nail on the head right there, but I'm going to give you guys two things of why it ended up like this and we had to fire Steve Wilkes. Okay. In overtime, what is Kyle Shanahan's job to do? Um, Get down the field and score. Well, Get down I, the field and score. I would I would have answered it differently, but go ahead. I, my, my answer for almost yeah, anything that you say about what's Kyle Shanahan's job I would answer it to put his players in the best position to succeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I could agree with that. Okay. Well. And Steve Wilkes' job is once the Kansas City Chiefs has the ball, stop them, and we win. Right. Same thing to put his defensive players in the best position it, to succeed. In the best position. Right. And our 
this is where it comes down to. Our defense has never been in the best position this whole season. They looked very unorganized. Our defensive line, sorry, our safeties of Fred Warner and Gray Greenlaw was not on that field. The middle of that field was just completely lost. It's like he was running two different plays for the sets of players that was on there. And this is the way it seemed. Our, our defense was nowhere bleeding in sacks the way they were in the previous years. I, th- I thought our defense, I mean, we were getting people on third and, third and 10, and they were getting first downs, third and 15 first downs. We can get off the field on a third down. They did give up a lot of those. I think it was a, we, we gave up so much big yardage plays that I don't think Tim scared us getting that third down conversion. Yeah, slots. Uh, it's a good call. You know what? If we're gonna, if we're gonna go stats, and I know you're you're real good at finding these fast. What what were the Niners against the run this year? Do you have that? How yeah, Mark, you? I do, and I'm what, actually what I'm glad you asked me that. Yeah, what were they against the run? Uh, yards per attempt, they were tied for tenth, four point one yards per attempt. Okay, and I think that's the best way to do it. As opposed to total yards, because different teams get rushed on sure. at different levels. Sure, sure. Overall yards per play, they were tied for seventh okay. with Dallas at five yards per play. Okay. I mean, if you wa- I don't want to play the stats game. Yards per attempt in passing, they were fifth. Fifth. 5.4. Okay. So better, and they actually, and we did this yesterday a little bit, they were better year over year against the pass this year, as opposed to last year. Last year, they were 10th or 11th. This year, they were 5th. So, mm-hmm. the back end, uh, he's better at the back end, as Nick Bosa would tell you, the back end was better. The front end was worse. Mm-hmm. So, the junk was in the trunk, but the top side was not and as... He's, and he, yeah, and he's a back end guy. Right. <laughs> I mean, Go ahead and cut that. I didn't mean that. Anyway. Anyhow. A lot of people are. It'd be better if you would have said that you were a back-end guy, but you didn't. It's increased through the years. It has. I'm both. Anyway. um, Babe, I'm coming. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly right. A few more hours. So, I I just, I don't want to do the stats game. I don't don't want to, but I think you can. Like, those of you who want to play it, you can play it back. And, And here's the other thing that I notice a lot. And this is what I really hate. There seem to be fans who've decided, and maybe this is just 2024 in America, you have to pick a side. You have to pick a side. Do you feel that? Of course. Offense or defense? It's like, are you. Red states, blue states. Thank you. Right. Are you a. um, I mean, this is a bad example, right? Are you a Kerr guy or are you a Kaminga guy? Are you a. are you a Shanahan guy or are you a Wilkes guy? Are you a Kobe guy or are you a Shaq guy? Are you a whatever? We could on and on. It's everything at all times. The offense of the 49ers and the defense of the 49ers are on the same damn team. And we have ended up in a debate over who's to blame. I'm not sitting here saying that the 49ers offense had a great postseason. It did at times. It didn't at others. It was great in the second half in the first two rounds. It was great in the first half in the last round. I don't think that this is a relevant conversation, though. A lot of people, if you understand this, if your response to anything negative about the defense, well, but the offense, that means you are buying into the scapegoat narrative. You're buying into the scapegoat narrative. 
I don't think this was a scapegoat. I think the 49ers want to be at their best. I think they would like the whole team to be at their best. And on the defensive side of the football, you've got a lot of coaches doing a lot of different things that did not blend well. And for me, the end-all, be-all, forget anything that Kyle says, the players said it. The players have gone public. Nick Bosa, chiefly among them, saying that we, we struggled this year to get all, everybody on the same page. If that's how the players feel after a full year of trying, then yeah, let's do something different. Let's do something different. And well, that's not a blame or a scapegoat. I get it, but the offense also struggled at times to be on the same page and to get things done. And you look at Spencer Burford. To be on the same page? Spencer Burford was not on the same page. That's one guy going wrong way on one play. On the biggest play of your season. Granted. And on a third and four, your protection broke down. And, and you can look at it two different ways. And if you look at the offense, you're not going to look at the offensive mastermind and say, well, he might be in trouble. He's got to go because he's the architect of the whole thing. And if you just look at the numbers, and I know you love stats, Mark, the offense, me. The offense gained 68 more yards than the defense allowed in the three postseason games. Okay. But the defense got five turnovers and the offense committed three. So the defense got you the ball twice more yeah. than than you gave it up. So if you want to look at just the numbers, it was pretty even. Uh, and the team was an overall, they were a plus three in the postseason. You won by three, you won by three, you lost by three. So for me, if you want to look at just the three postseason games... It's a wash in terms of offense versus defense. Because the defense was great in the second half against Detroit. And they were great in the first half against Kansas but City. But again, again. They were now, great. Well, but now you're whittling it down to, to, to the last game or two or so. Those are the biggest games of the year. You're right, but that's not what this was about. This oh, was, I know. This was about the whole year. For sure, Mark. And, but I'm just making the greater point yeah. of if you really want to look at the year in totality, the defense was really really good. Now, were they as good as they should have been? That's debatable, and Kyle Shanahan obviously didn't think so.